Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated Word of God. Rightly dividing the Word of Truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. He said, where two or three are gathered in his name, there his presence is. Today I want to speak on the Word of Life. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, he said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. The Bible in our hands is the word of life. That means everything that happens in life must be found in the Bible. The other time I heard one speaking so powerfully and loud. Then he opened a scripture where Lord's daughters had to sleep with him to bring forth children. That how can you call the Bible the holy Bible? And that you say it's God's book. God is holy. Is it not an abomination? How can it be written in the Bible? The question is, did it happen? Everything that happened that God saw must be registered in scriptures because it is a pointer to let those who are coming know what to do and what not to do. So Bible is not a hypocrite book where we close our eyes on evils that have happened and only record good that should happen. No. The Bible tells us everything about life and shows us which way to go. Moses said, I lay before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that you and your seed may live praise the lord so we have in our hand the book that is above all books if you respect this bible it will benefit you praise the lord because if you read the bible especially with the spirit of god in you you can know that the bible is the best thing that has happened to this world you hear them in their secular meetings say the good book said the Bible is the manual for living. Praise the Lord. When you buy a gadget, there is a manual in it. It's a direction. That is what God has done with the Bible. And that is why in Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16 he said, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate, for my mouth it has commanded. And his spirit, he had guarded them. The word of God is God's word. He spoke it through the spirit of men to put it down. So, oh, Bible was written by man. Yes, because God created man. Like man created pen. So we use pen. Do you use your finger to write? You need pen. Is pen a part of you? But you manufactured pen so you can use it to write. God manufactured men so he can use them to write among men. So when people say Bible is written by men, then tell them don't use pen again. When you want to write, use your finger. So that we know that it is you who is writing, not a pen. Praise the Lord. Are we saying something? When the Holy Ghost is the one leading you, you walk well. That is why I sang that song. Father, lead me day by day. Ever in your own good way. 
teach me to be pure and true and show me what I ought to do. Nobody on earth knows how to walk home. It is God who orders our steps. So every time you take a good step and notice it's good, thank God. Because it's not you. You could have taken the wrong step. When you see a thief and he's being beaten and you join to beat him, know that if not for grace, you could have been that thief. It is God. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Satan is worried because of the Bible. Are you aware of that? He's worried because the only way a liar can be free to lie is that there is no document to prove that he's lying. When you go to court and you have a property, but you don't have a document on it, and somebody who is lying to take your property, his mouth will be very loud. Hey, the property is mine. The property is mine. Look, he will give you stories. And because he planned to steal, he will concord beautiful stories that the court will believe. But while he is talking, somebody in the family brings a document. They say, this is the document. This man that is saying all these things is not the owner. The document shows. Every liar is afraid of written document. That is why the devil is afraid of the Bible. Praise the Lord. The devil had been afraid of the word of God since onset that man was created. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And then what, what was his first statement? And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said... What God has said is the border of the devil. That's what bothers him. Because he knows that whatever God has said, because he is in rebellion, is against him. Has God said, you shall not eat out of every tree of the garden? What God has said is the devil's headache. And when he appeared to Jesus in the wilderness, when Jesus was here physically, it, was, it is written that made him shut up if thou be a son of god turn the stone to bread it is written man shall not live by bread alone then he came with another temptation it is written since that is what you want to talk about jump for he shall give his angels charge over you then jesus said don't quote what you don't know what you quoted is in the bible but you quoted it wrongly because it is written thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. He cancels what you have quoted. Praise the Lord. He said, eh, okay, since you know the Bible more than me, let's not talk about Bible. Look at the kingdoms of the earth. They are mine. If you can only bow down and worship me, I'll give them to you. See the liar. You see the house is old. You see the one who built Bank of Ghana? the structures around is it the one who built so you see i'm using present structures for you to know what was happening because there were things that solomon built there were things that great men built and that was what he was showing him that is mine aren't you a liar and jesus said get behind me satan liar for it is written that shall worship the lord thy god and only him shall thou serve Satan is a big liar. When you see all these guys, Sakawa people, going to kill their 
parents or their relationship to collect money and all is because they have been lied to. That for you to be rich, somebody who, is, who loves you must die. Abba, there are a lot of rich people, genuinely rich people that didn't kill anybody. So why must I kill somebody before I become rich? Don't you think? And that is the work of Satan. If the Bible is not around, no more of such things will happen. It will happen so much that it will become the norm. You want to be rich, kill your brother. You want to be rich, kill your sister. You want to be kill your... <laughs> Praise the Lord. The documented truth is worrying the liar. In John chapter 8 verse 44, it said, You are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. There is a liar in the atmosphere. That is why the Bible is needed. Did you hear what I said? Look at what is happening around you, even with the Bible around. There are churches you go to that they don't read the Bible, but they, well, everything they will do is fetish. And men will want to go and do those fetish things because man was wired to worship things that are higher than them. Man has a mentality that someone or something is higher than me. So man is a worshiper. By nature, man is a worshiper. All these American idols, the celebrities, aren't we kind of worshiping them? Because man always wants to see somebody higher than him to praise him. It's our nature. And so if the Bible were not to be around, Satan would be worshipped like easy. Did I say something? But the Bible is spoiling his business for him. And people like me, we are adding to it. As long as I'm around, anybody who contacts me will not worship Satan. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, I'm a defender of the Bible. And I have no apologies to it at all. In the course of the week, I saw a lady on, on the net, apparently an African-American. You know, this, those are the people who, because of the slang they speak, even when they talk nonsense, Africans think they are talking sense. You know, because they speak fast, and then they, their style of speaking is good. This African-American was saying that it saddens her heart when he sees blacks calling themselves Christians. And they are the main people in the church. And he says, Bible is a book that encourages slavery. And Africans, we have been enslaved. And yet we are the ones carrying Bible more than anybody. And I smiled. I smiled. And then he was quoting scriptures. Those who are fighting against the Bible, they give their own interpretation on the Bible. And I will show you a few of them. You see, if I want you to think the Bible is the book of slavery, I will highlight slavery in the Bible for you to see. The Bible that I think that every other modern Bible should draw from is the old King James Version. Because it has the archaic English in it, right? That's why you see me always quoting the Oak in the James Version. I'm not saying that the other Bibles are not to be quoted, but I feel to be safe, go with the Bible that has the archaic. And Oak in James Version more than any archaic Bible around. 
So I went to the oak in this version. I rose slave. And I check. You could do that. And I check slave. And I saw only two scriptures. One in Jeremiah and one in Revelation. That talks about slaves. Praise the Lord. Then I also searched servant. And I saw uncountable scriptures that talk about servants. You see, there is a difference between servants and slaves. Are you getting it clearly? There is what? Difference between servants and slaves. I checked the meaning of slave. And he said, a person who is owned by another person and is forced to work for them, slave. A person who is owned by another person and he is forced to work for them. Then I checked servant and he said, a person who works for another person is a servant. So there is no force there, right? And there is no ownership there. A person who works for another person is a servant. Number two, a person who works for an organization and a com- or a company is a servant. So we have civil servants, right? Pastor Stephen is my servant. Is he my slave? Are you getting it now? Elisha was Elijah's servant. Was he his slave? Joshua was Moses' servant. Was he his slave? So when you equate slavery with servanthood, because you think servanthood is slavery, you carry that mentality around and you create problems. But I will slow down because the reason I will want to take my time is, you see, to correct, you don't rush. Because I don't know how many people might have heard all these things and I have to take my time. This is one of the scriptures she quoted from Ephesians chapter 6. She read from verse 5 to 9. And it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters. Is that what the Bible says? This is King James Version. What does it say? Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ, not with eye service as man pleases, but as a servant of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, even though you are serving men, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. She quoted this and he said, You see, they say slaves should see their masters as their Lord, they should see their masters as gods. And he said, These are the scriptures that the slave masters held on to. To slave our ancestors. You gave a wrong interpretation and you make it to make you feel angry. Are you not killing yourself? You saw good, good drink and you saw one that is poison and you took the poison. Are you not killing yourself? The interpretation of this scripture is not what you are interpreting. But because there is anger in you concerning the slavery of your ancestors. So you must take this wrong interpretation. (laughs) Who are you killing? You are killing yourselves. So, let's go on. He also quoted Colossians chapter 3, verse 22 to 24. And what did she say? Servants. Now, this is how she quoted her own. Slave, obey your masters in all things. But is that that what is written there? 
what's written there servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh not with eyes the same kind of scripture then he also quoted from first peter chapter 2 verse 18 to 25 and he says slaves be subject to your masters with all fear not only to the good and gentle but also to the forward and what keep going for me for this is dance worthy if a man for conscience towards God endure grief suffering wrongfully for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently but if when you do well and suffer for it you take it patiently this is acceptable with God and then blah 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 you see where it's going so you say yes that is why the slave masters were buffeting their slaves and hurting them because they read the Bible and they feel it should be so. That's a wrong interpretation. When you have a master who is evil, that does not give you the right to be evil as well. You get what I'm talking about? So, two wrongs don't make a right. Let him be evil if he has God to deal with him. You do the right thing. That is what the scripture is talking about. So David had a master who was evil, King Saul, who was looking for him to kill him. But David was doing the right thing. At the end, who lost? King Saul lost. David became king. That is what the scripture is talking about. So you see, when you listen to all these people, if you are not careful, especially if you have been missing church, some of you once in a week Sunday morning <laughs> you hear some of these things more because for social media you don't miss it um, how many of us miss social media moment by moment you are there he said any loving God that will justify anything like slavery can never get my praise that's what she said let me put it this way before I keep going on God promotes the respect of leadership it does not promote slavery. It promotes what? The respect of leadership. It is Satan who promotes rebellion. That is why Satan couldn't stay under God. Because rebellion is his commodity. Am I saying something? Saul was rebellious. Are you aware of it? Saul was rebellious. That is why he was a bad leader. Oh, you didn't get it? Before David would be anointed, instructions God gave Saul he didn't do so Saul was rebellious and because of that David was brought in and because he was rebellious he was also what a bad leader so a lot of people who are bad leaders because they are rebellious they don't follow the instructions of God and because of that they lead badly so David was brought in and God said I have rejected Saul I've gotten a better neighbor, the one who will not be rebellious. Somewhere told Saul, rebellion is what? Witchcraft. So Saul was rebellious and he lost his leadership. David was subject, subjected to harsh leadership that he won in the end. Am I saying something at all? And the leader, the bad leader lost. But some time ago, David also took advantage of his servant. Are you aware of that? And what came upon him? He suffered. His household became a war zone and a promiscuity zone. His 
third son killed the first son because the first son went to rape the, the half-sister, you know, and like that and like that. King Solomon, who was the wisest when he came dead, how many women did he marry? Any woman he sees, he want to have sex with him. Wise king, because something was in the root. So you see, Bible is a complete book. You can choose what you want to choose. But if you are a wicked leader, you will suffer. If you are an evil servant, you will suffer. If you are a good leader, you will, you will succeed. If you are a good servant, you will enjoy life. So don't pick the testimony of a wicked leader and make it look like all leaders are wicked. Where there is no slavery, you are putting slavery there because you hate some people who enslaved your, your ancestors. No. Let's stop these things. Our slavery, anytime I think of it, I feel sad. Our slavery is a mentality thing. Praise the Lord. What did I say? It's a mentality thing. I believe strongly in my African identity. Those who are around me, they know. I believe in who I am as an African. But there are a lot of Africans, including probably the person who is speaking, who have a mentality of slavery. Now, there are two scriptures in, in the Bible, in the, in the book of Songs of Solomon. It's all pointing to Africans. Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 5. I am black, but comely. I am black, but nice. I am black, but beautiful. I am black, but wise. I am black, but valuable. I believe in myself. Look at the next one. Verse 6. Look not upon me because I am black. Because the sun had looked upon me. So you know that he's talking about Africans, right? My mother's children were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards. But my own vineyard have I not kept. That is the slave mentality African. He leaves his own to do somebody's own. So you have cassava to eat. You go and buy fried rice. And you know this fried rice is expensive and is eating your pocket because you must belong. You are working well in Ghana. You, you sold everything you have to go and buy visa and go to America and wash toilet. Did somebody send you there? It was it slavery? No, you have a mentality that that place is better than here. So it's a mentality thing. They should stop talking all these things. All those African-Americans that are there, when they see Africans, raw Africans, they feel superior to them. It is the same mentality. They feel that we that are here, they call them names. African-Americans call raw Africans names. They call us monkeys. They do when they see us. Then they will ask you, uh, uh, which of the trees do you sleep on? We want to know. Because they are out there. But when, when the wise deal with them, then they begin to say, eh. they, they, they have the same mentality. It's a mentality issue. Look at African leadership. The other day I was saying, I, I, I delve a little bit into politics, which I don't want to do. But hear me, before we had our independence, the people who were fighting for independence, they were working for the whites. Are you hearing me? And they were enjoying incentives from them. But they still want independence because they feel, hey, it is our land. How can these people be ruling over us? But they also had a privileged position in the land because they are better than those 
uneducated, those who are not having anything, they feel better. It's their own class is better than them. So they, they, they don't know what to do. Whether we should drive these wives to go or they should stay. And because, you know, they want to rule over the other people. But some people are ruling over them. So they, while they were dilly-dallying, then they called in Nkrumah. Nkrumah said, we want to do this thing quickly. Independence. And they said, oh, take it easy. In this independent step by step. That is what divided them. You know why they said step by step? It is difficult for them to leave what they were gaining. It was difficult. So you see, it's a mentality thing. It's a mentality. When Nkrumah came into power, he said, Africa, the whole of Africa should become liberated. There were the Julius Nereres and the rest. They were all among them. And then they noticed that if he becomes liberated, Af Nkrumah will be the president of Africa. They said, oh, then let's forget it. That's why Africa is not united up till today. Then you are blaming white. No. We have a mentality to enslave our brothers. And that is why we are being enslaved. Because who take the sword shall die by the sword. Hallelujah. You see, the other day I said something. I said, what you treat your thing is how people treat it for you. When the whites came, they didn't come first of all to enslave us. They came because they needed labor. They had had places that they are developing and they saw that Africans are strong. They can, these people can come and work for us. So it was more like an employment idea. But when they came, they saw our inhini. All of them have slaves. Some of them, when they died, they would bury a slave with them. They saw how our leaders were teaching. Even up to today, go to some houses and see house helps, how they are treated. So they saw this thing. They saw these Africans, they don't believe in servanthood. They believe in slavery. So when they say, oh, when they bring them gin, he said, we went, oh, we now you that speak of so the way they treated their own people like animals make them to do the extension of it. So don't blame them. We give the push to the vehicle. And when the vehicle was running too much, now we are complaining. When your vehicle broke down, don't you ask for pushing? We were one pushing slavery. And then the, the engine of slavery started. Now the slavery is too much, we are complaining. We started it. Up to today, listen to me, up to today, Many African nations, their, their leaders, their presidents are treating them as slaves. Because it's an issue in their mind. Everybody who gets to a leadership power wants to treat whoever is following him as a small person. And he must be small. Praise the Lord. I lived in Nigeria, you know. In the Yoruba tribe, if you greet me and I'm bigger than you, you will prostrate. You know what I mean? Not this one that you people are doing here, you, you dive. You will dive to show that I am your senior. You can imagine a white man sit, standing and looking at a black man with his brother prostrating. And later say, okay, you can take my brother to your country. What will he tell the brother? Prostrate. You see the point? So we started the slavery because it is in our midst. Let's not blame these people. Why didn't they enslave the Chinese? Why didn't they enslave the other people with color? Because they were not enslaving their own thing. When you enter certain houses, you can easily know, oh, these people are the children of the family. This one, they are not. Even the kind of clothes they wear, you can easily know. 
the plate they used to eat, you, shall, you can easily know. The time they eat, when the children are eating, these ones will be in the corner waiting. Let them finish so that before the, the slaves will eat. It's our mentality. So let's not blame them. Am I saying something that is offending somebody? Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Amen. If God encourages slavery, Israel will remain slaves in Egypt forever. Because they were annoying. Even when Moses was taking them out, remember? When Moses was taking them out, they were still complaining they want to go back. And we remember the kumkumba we used to eat. The garlic we used to eat. Because of garlic, you want to go and wash toilet. You, you get it? A wrong mentality. You go and find out how many Africans are traveling to, African traveling to America and all these places. Most of them are professionals here. Now we are going to the white man's land. We want to be the white man. We want to, when, when, you know, in the olden days, when African is going to the white man's land, the whole family, they will come with drum. They will drum till they get to airport. Because white man land. Haven't we shown them that they are superior? So we encourage the slavery. Wow. That was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.